Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved. I am joined by a very special guest today. Doug Cartwright is a speaker, author, and the CEO and founder of The Daily Shifts, an online company dedicated to inspiring lasting transformation of the mind, body, and soul. Doug, welcome. Thank you. I want to just finish this entire intro, but you've had such an incredible journey, and there's so much about your journey that I resonated with for anybody that read my book. And if they read this book, holy shit, we're alive. That's now what is the name of Doug's book. And we're here to talk about that amongst other things. But there was so, I mean, I laughed. I LOL'd while I listened to it because I was doing both. I was reading and listening. And you and I met when I was went to go interview with Ruben Rojas, who's a dear friend of mine and of the podcast as well. So it just seemed, here's the crazy thing. This always happens to me. I meet like those perfect people at that perfect time. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, that's, I feel like all all life is, right? It's just following the synchronicity and the clues. I feel like life is always kind of giving us hints on to mm-hmm. how life's going to unfold. And I, I felt very similar when I met you. I'm like, oh, Rosie's cool. And of course, the timing of, you know, you were wrapping up your interview as I was walking into my interview with Ruben. We had a quick little interaction. I could pick up energetically pretty quickly. I'm like, oh, this person's tribe. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It felt like we've, it, it felt like we had known each other for years. Even when when I would talk to you, I'm like, oh, this is somebody I've known forever. Like we're friends. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. And uh, as I started, when I started reading, the minute that I started chapter one, I was like, okay, hold on, I have to stop. This is like, (laughs) I'm already so invested. And it literally came in at the perfect time when I was searching for answers in the middle of my book launch because I was feeling a little bit lost, you know? And what what were you feeling lost on? I was just kind of feeling tired. And so this thing happens, right? When you launch a book, which I've never done before. Mm -hmm. And I know you you have done this process and we talked about it a little bit, but I was in this place where I was being pulled in many different directions and I'm a yes person Mm -hmm. and I'm a people pleaser. And I want to- Where does that come from? Well, I mean, just Same. from the desire of wanting to be liked by everyone, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And right. there's this, which is so not my temperament. I'm definitely the person that loves to, I love to set boundaries. I love to, I'm introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. So I get my energy from going isolation, 
Like that's usually how yeah. I recharge. I, I definitely am not the person that does a big speaking event and then wants to hang out and do the parties after and do the dinners. I'm like, I'm, I need a minute need, to plug yeah, back in. Yeah, I need reset to, totally. Yes. So I think that's what was happening. But my issue then is I go into this place of, I guess, shaming myself a little mm. bit where I feel like this is my job. This is what I signed up to do. Why are you tired? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, and then, so, so this is the train of thought just so that it makes sense and why I so resonated to this different plane that you took me on this mm. other, other more like esoteric, energetic, everything's connected. We shouldn't even be here type of place because I go into this place of questioning everything that I'm doing. Like, why am I doing all of this? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I love hearing from people. I love when people are resonating with a podcast episode or resonating with something that I posted or resonating with my book, which is so bizarre. I love that. Mm. But I'm also the person that, you know, one of my mentors, Stephen Kotler, who I shout out all the time, he says, don't take the praise, don't take the blame. Like honor both equally and don't attach yourself to the results. So I very right. much try to aspire to that. I say that because I don't want people to think that I don't appreciate it and I don't revere it. I do so much. However, I think that it's my own internal, which is where maybe we can start that internal dialogue of setting the bar so high for yourself. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, we get frustrated with our lives and we have this expectation of how it's supposed to be. And something that is true for everyone is that life isn't happening or has happened the way you thought it was supposed to. Yeah. And the reason we kind of suffer or feel frustrated or angry or let down or shameful is because we had this idea of how our lives were going to be and how everything was supposed to turn out. And, and it just doesn't unfold that way. And so rather than continue, I got to a point in my life where I was just fighting with life so much, like mm. really trying to get a specific outcome. And it's like, I need this much money and I want to have this type of body and I want this hot girlfriend and I want to live in this house. And I really need that Mercedes and like, Oh, I got to, I mean, everyone's posting at Thailand right now. So I got to get to Thailand. And, you know, like, so we like have all these, like these little blips come into our lives of how we think we're supposed to live. And then we go fight and wrestle around and force our will for that to unfold. And it just usually just doesn't unfold the way yes. we think it's supposed to. Just to give people a little bit of context. I mean, Doug is talking as an ex-Mormon, ex-millionaire. Like he is somebody that definitely knows what it's like to go through life thinking that life is supposed to be a certain way right. and transforming or sort of transcending to this place of living intentionally and trusting yourself and so on. So just to give people a little bit of context, I mean, we could even dig into that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have such yeah, an incredible and I, and I story. Would, I would say, you know, going backwards a little bit is I believe that every human, you know, my work, I, I would say stems off one of Carl, Dr. Carl Young's quote, where he says, until you make the subconscious conscious, 
it will guide your life and you'll call it fate. And so what does that mean? It means in my experience with the clients I work with now and just conversations I've had with family and friends and people in the personal development and healing space, everyone had an experience at some point or another in childhood where something happened that was traumatic. And trauma is an interesting word because a lot of times people downplay their trauma because they didn't have, you know, they weren't like something traumatic, like really, really traumatic, intense, like rape or incest or something really intense. It could, trauma is anything that creates a negative story in your mind Mm -hmm. of why you're not good enough or why you're unlovable. And for me in second grade, I got teased for being the fat kid. And when I was in second grade, I had no awareness of, I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't, you know, comparing myself. I was present, but that was kind of the first moment of being labeled as not good enough and something's wrong with me. And because it had to do with my physical appearance, I remember thinking like, oh, I need to try and fit in somehow and prove myself why I'm worthy. And so that really, really deep subconscious wound and trauma of not being enough was the force behind everything I did from how I showed up in the world and wanting to be popular in school and wanting to be student body vice president and wanting to be captain of the football team and wanting to date the pretty girl. And then as I got older, it's wanting to make money and being, you know, I got into sales and wanting to be the top sales rep. And it was all of this drive of like, I want to be seen Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. prove to you why I have value. So I will go accomplish major things in my life hoping that your validation and approval will fill that void. And I just got to a point in my life of after fighting for that for so long and it wasn't working, I had to kind of look other directions and, you know, it drove my sales career totally. And Mm. I made a million dollars when I was 24 uh, thinking that, okay, if I make a lot of money and buy a nice car and go on fancy trips and date pretty girls, then I'll be seen as enough. And I learned the hard way that it just doesn't work. And so as we talk about, you know, fighting with life and and, and really tying it back to what you said, you know, I open up my book with the cosmic perspective. And right now, as we do this podcast, Rosie, we are on a rock. We are orbiting a star. We're going 60,000 miles per hour hurling through space. And within our own galaxy, there's hundreds of billions of other planets and within the known universe, there's up to 2 trillion different galaxies with billions of planets within those galaxies. And no one knows why. And then the things that we try to fill the space yeah. with, the yeah. modus operandi of, I need to be a certain way to be seen and yeah. loved. And that's all we want at the end of the day, yeah. that the feeling of being seen, heard and understood, right? It's yeah. such a wild, when you put it in, that's why I'm saying like the minute that I started, I'm like, okay, hold on. This is going to, we're yeah. going deep. We're going deep into the metaphors. We're going deep yeah. into Alice in Wonderland. Like I am just here for it, for all of it. These are conversations that I I love to have with people. And I'm I'm curious for you in the process of, writing this, like what was going through you to light that desire to say, I want to put this all onto paper? Yeah, this might sound different than people may expect, but I don't believe everyone has a purpose. I think the purpose that you have is the, is the meaning you give it. Mm. Oh, that's so good. And so, 
you know, when you really have this cosmic person, you know, first you look at your wounds, right? Why am I not good enough? What, why, why am I broken? What's wrong with me? Okay. For me, it was, I'm the fat kid. I'm not lovable. Healed that. Then it's like, okay, what's going on right now? We are on a rock and on space in the middle of nowhere and no one knows what's going on. And that's really kind of intense cosmic perspective. And then you kind of zoom out and you're like, okay, well, statistically speaking, I have 80 years on this planet. Life happened before I was born. Life is going to happen after I die. So what am I going to do with this gap in between that, you know, this between my birth and my death, what am I going to do? And it's like, if I only get this one shot, you know, some people believe in reincarnation or spiritual, I don't know. I don't know the answers, but from what I've seen and what science has proven, this might be it. So it's like, cool. I have this period of time on earth. What do I want to do with it? And it's like, I have a pretty cool story. Maybe I'll put it into a book. What a fun opportunity and experience as a human to write a book. And so the intention behind writing it wasn't like, this is my destiny. This is why I'm on planet earth. It's more of like, how can I share my experience and potentially help other people? And it's actually just like a really cool thing to do as a human being. So like, let's go for it. Cause none of this really matters. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, we're alive. Like, what would be something cool to do before I die? Write a book. Cool. Yeah. And there's no attachment to how it lands. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. It is such a great perspective. And I'm telling you that this book for me came at the perfect time. It really mm-hmm. helped reframe. I'm like you. I, I maybe, I don't know that we've talked about this before, but I'm a little bit of a morbid thinker as well. Mm. And people look at me and think, oh, you know, Rosie, you're really just positive and you're such a spiritual person. And I'm like, okay, no, you definitely have not listened to anything that I've talked about yeah. because I'm, I really do believe that you teach what you need to learn. And the reason why mm. I teach what I do is because I need to remember it and I need to go yes. into the state of feeling connected and hopeful because I'm a realist and I see the reality of the, I mean, don't forget how I grew up. Like I grew up in a really chaotic, hellish place. And yeah. so I know what the real world is. And by no means am I connected to bypassing the reality of the world by also living just in this other dreamland. I like to live somewhere in the middle where I can say, oh, I can get really wrapped up into creating something and then remember exactly what you're saying. Like, okay, wait, does any of this really matter? I don't know. Thanks to Inside Tracker, I've been able to finally get a handle on what's been going on with my metabolism. It's been a long health journey for me the last couple of years, and for me, information is everything. With Inside Tracker, you'll get personalized information for what is going to serve your health the most, whether it's an eating plan, whether it's how to supplement yourself, Inside Tracker has it all. You can even see how you're aging from the inside out. And for a limited time for all of our radically loved listeners, you can get 20% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash loved. That's insidetracker.com forward slash loved to get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. InsideTracker.com forward slash loved. Inside Tracker will give you the personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce stress, improve your sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul.
what is your feeling with regard to everything that you're saying, right? So this is your ethos. When people get really down or feel really stuck in something where they feel like they don't, like you said, you don't believe in purpose. You believe in the meaning that they put into the things that they do. You talk about intention a lot. You talk yeah. about higher your higher self and self-trust, which really resonates with me. But for people out there who sort of bought into this system of producing and acquiring commodities and accolades and they feel less than, what would you say to those people? Yeah, I would just go back and, you know, great question. And to the reminder is that we don't want the thing, but that's the house, the relationship, the car, right? We want the feeling we think that will bring, right? You don't want a red convertible. You want the feeling of driving a red convertible on the Pacific Coast Highway at sunset with your favorite song playing with the love of your life, right? And so when people feel stuck, especially after some sort of achievement, I asked them, I said, what were you hoping that that was going to feel like? What was that you're really going after? And usually it's along the lines of, I wanted to feel respected or I wanted to feel like I achieved something or I wanted to feel loved or I wanted to feel appreciated. Those tend to be common answers. And so then it's replaying. It's like, okay, how, what are you doing in your life when you actually do feel that way? And a lot of people tend to realize and learn that it's like, oh, I can actually feel really well respected and loved and appreciated without achieving this massive external thing. I can get that from being with my family or my friends. And so then it's focusing on those things that bring that on a day-to-day basis to help people get unstuck. And it's really just going back to the basics. And you know, one of my favorite quotes that I I work on daily and I think about daily is, you know, the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. And so if you're feeling sad and depressed and stuck all the time, that has very, very little to do with with what's going on in your external world and everything to do with your internal world. Mm -hmm. And so the next question after that is, you know, okay, what's your story? What's your belief system about your value in the world Mm -hmm. and do you feel like you're enough and lovable and nine out of ten times in those situations there's some sort of belief of of why someone isn't valuable Mm -hmm. or or that you know where you can work on and play it backwards from there yeah you've talked about pretty openly your relationship to yourself your body image Mm -hmm. and as somebody who can also relate to this How have you resolved that relationship or integrated more self-love into your life? What has that process been like for you? What does it look like? Yeah, I, there was a massive shift. So my weight fluctuated a lot in my twenties and especially, you know, in, in high school, in high school, I weighed 300 pounds. I was a football player. And so I did, I mean, I was agile, but I was, I mean, I was a big guy and I used to be able to squat a lot, but I always believed something was wrong with my body. And for a long time, I tried to hate myself into a new body, Mm. right? It's like, I hate this body. I want to get rid of it. I need to transform it. So I'll sweat and grind and starve it and like beat it up. Like I had a lot of negative self-talk towards my body and I would lose 50 pounds and gain 35 back. And it was just really unhealthy, toxic relationship. And 
two things that came to my mind that really made the shift. And in 2000, it had been 17, so five years ago, is when I made a major sh- mindset shift and that changed my health forever. And it was, okay, if I was in a romantic relationship with my body, right, how would I describe overall that relationship? And it was, A, it was incredibly toxic, right? I would not want to be in a, like a romantic relationship if, with that. And then secondly, I focused on what is actually really great about my body, right? I'm tall, I'm 6'4", and I have a whole a he- a full head of hair. And I think I'm handsome and I've got broad shoulders and I can jump and I can, you know, I can squat, I can move my body. I'm not, I don't have like a major injury and my body's actually doing the very, very best that I can. And once I learned to focus on what I loved about my body, a natural byproduct of that was treating it with respect. So I naturally started eating healthier. I started sleeping a full eight hours every night and I started exercising because I wanted to move my body because I respected it. And that simple shift of learning to respect my body rather than hating it made the shift. And I've, you know, since I lost immediately probably 30, 40 pounds after that. And now I'm like, I've stayed at a consistent, like 210 pounds for the last five years. And it's been so easy Mm. because it's coming from a place of love and respect. Yeah. I love that. And I hear so many similar stories I can absolutely relate to that. I know so many people have a tenuous relationship with their body and it doesn't matter, men, women. Mm-hmm. I think that the sort of the trouble or the, I don't know, like dissonance is the same. We have this dysmorphia or the skewed belief yes. of what we think we should look like or be like. I know so many friends that I know that it's the constant, the working out, because oh, I had a, I ate a lot this weekend, so mm. I got to work out a lot. As opposed to, I want to move my body because it feels good and because I love myself, not because I want to look a certain way. And that was similar to you, a difficult journey for me to come to finally. And and I can relate to everything that you're saying. Where the minute that you do let go of that clenching you really do just release so much anxiety and tension in your body. And I I know that your body responds to that. Your body responds to not being in that state of stress. I do want to just shift gears here. There's so many. We're definitely going to get through these questions. We're not going to get through. So one of the things that I love that you said was the thing about purpose. And I want to pull that string a little bit more because... So many of the references that you make, all of my favorite movies, by the way, Alice in Wonderland, The Matrix, Star Wars, you know, all of these Joseph Campbell archetypes of finding your purpose, right? Yeah. So I'm curious how these works came into the equation and how do we resolve or bring into the equation, this idea that we are the ones that provide meaning to it, not that we have to get to a specific place. Yeah, I was, it really stemmed from this idea that I I coined happy when syndrome. And I was such a victim to happy when syndrome for so long. And I didn't realize, you know, until I was over 30 years old that I was constantly waiting for my life to begin. And it would begin when I made 
$2 million, or I got a wife and had a family and kids, or I got the job that I wanted, or I got in shape. And it's like, I'll be happy when like, we're just, we're right around the corner. Like we're as soon as we can just get over this hill or get our finances back in order or, you know, pay off this debt, or if I can get a date with this girl, then, then things will be good. And I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm like a third of the way through my life. And I haven't found my purpose yet as if it was something I was seeking to find. Like if I got all my ducks in a row, then, you know, I would, I'll be able to get into my creative talent and I'll be able to find the purpose and then I'll be on my way. And I also was noticing friends and associates too, who are maybe been older were also still playing that happy when syndrome game. And that's when, you know, it really spawned on me that I needed to look within. I'm like, wait, this is, this isn't working. Like happy when isn't working. Hmm. And you see people chase it their whole life. And so really battling with the idea that like, okay, maybe I don't have like this divine purpose. And and I'm like, okay, I'm going to recreate myself. And that's when I started my healing journey and got really into mindfulness and meditation and yoga and worked with a lot of plant medicines. And it was just kind of this aha moment of like, oh, like it's now. Now the present moment is all we have. And the beauty of the present moment, I would say it's never not now. It's only now. And this is all we have. And the glory days, you know, you think back to the glory days, right? Everyone had like their moment where everything mm-hmm. seems so good. For a lot of people, it's yeah. like high school or early college years. And if you look back to the glory days, it's like you still had trials and tribulations. Like you mm-hmm. still had a problem you were trying to solve. You still had some happy when syndrome, like, you know, yes. try, you're trying to accomplish something. And I'm like, wait, that means that now is the glory day too. Like I'll look back at this moment in life and this will also be the glory days. And so how do I enhance and enrich the experience of now? Because all we have is now. And because we are human beings and we have really sharp minds and unique skill sets, we have the potential to change up our lives any way that we want. I could stop doing podcasts and coaching and stop writing books and focus on playing guitar or be a painter or be a surfer. And so are any of those things my purpose? I think they're, I think they could be my purpose in that moment if I chose to be. And so rather than going out and trying to seek and find your purpose as if it's hiding somewhere and you can discover it if you've lift up the right rock, it's like you can create that purpose within you. And so tying it in, it's like that's kind of seems to be a similar theme mm. in some of these movies that we've all seen, like with Matrix, you know, Neo's the one, it's you, the one you're seeking is you right? The force, you have the ability to the universe or God or whatever your word is that will guide you and walk you through it. And Alice in the Wonderland, if you're willing to look at, go down the rabbit hole and explore different parts of your life that might be uncomfortable, you can heal. And that just frees up more capacity for you to call in the purpose that you're seeking for in your life in that given moment with the opportunity for it to change at any time. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I love that so much. A lot of people dream of having their own business, but by having their own business, that also means running their own business. If you're living your entrepreneurial dream, but struggling with tedious administrative tasks, whether it be HR, payroll, or employee benefits, let Gusto help. Gusto offers all-in-one payroll and HR for growing businesses, from full-service payroll benefits to team management tools and more. Gusto makes it easy to support your hardworking team in one intuitive platform. Gusto is loved by both businesses and employees. 
For businesses, having everything in one place is a game changer. No more jumping from application to application. With Gusto, most customers are able to run payroll in 10 minutes or less, and Gusto helps with the hard stuff too. Filing payroll taxes, compliance, new state tax registration, international contractor payments in 90 countries and counting. For me, it's the easiest thing to use and it helps us keep our radically loved team on track. Join the more than 200,000 new and growing businesses that are using Gusto to build a great workplace for their employees. Right now, Gusto is offering our listeners three months free at gusto.com forward slash loved. Get easy payroll benefits, HR, and a happier team. Just visit gusto.com forward slash loved for your first three months free. That's gusto.com forward slash loved. What are you currently excited about? What are you working on currently that's lighting you up? Yeah, so I'm a big believer in the law of compounding, right? Compounding interest is like, the seventh wonder of the world or eighth wonder of the world, whatever. I'm an investor for fun. I've got my hands in a couple of really cool startups I'm excited about. But in 2017, I left my sales career and went on kind of this interpersonal journey of healing and introspection and mindfulness. And I never thought I'd be a certified meditation teacher a couple of years ago. And so I was like, oh, I want to help people and become a coach. And my first three years of coaching were an absolute failure financially. Like I did not make money. I actually lost a bunch of money. I was doing Instagram ads and Facebook ads and I launched a course. I was spent all this time and money and got video recordings and had this course outline and I pitched it and I didn't sell anything. Like I sold like less than 25 of them. And so it was failure, 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 but I kept going and I kept moving and I kept putting in the work. And then I had this aha moment just a couple of months ago where it's like, oh, I need to incorporate this interpersonal development work that I've been doing and bring back my old sales skills. I used to be a company sales trainer for one of the largest smart home companies in the world. One of the biggest direct sales companies in the world. I was just their company sales trainer. It's like, okay, I need to incorporate, combine the two worlds. And so I launched a sales mastermind with a mindfulness undertone. And I'm like, cool, maybe I'll get like 10 people to join this as we'll try this thing. And uh, at 17 people sign up in two days. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is actually the law of compounding at work. This wasn't a decision that I made in two months that worked. It was, you know, four years of failing. Failed at this approach, failed at the online course, failed at this approach. And then the book came out and that was a success. And then building upon that, you know, launching this, this mastermind to help people heal their story while also giving them a tangible tool in their specific industry. So it's called Sales Alchemy. And it's all about personal transformation and fulfillment. So that's what's on my plate right now. That's really, really exciting. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I am excited to just continue to dig in and to get to know you more personally. And on the podcast, I know that our time is limited, but for just the purposes of the show, I would love for everybody that's listening to head over to Doug's website and check out all of his offerings. Doug, where is that? Yeah, so you can check out my offerings at thedailyshifts.com and you can purchase my book, Holy Shit, We're Alive on Amazon. And that's the easiest place to get it. And then I also, I'm not like an influencer. I don't have tons of followers like you, Rosie, but I answer all my DMs. You're totally an influencer, (laughs) Rosie. Own it, own it. So I answer my DMs. 
So slide into Doug's DMs and uh, keep it. I was going to say keep it PG, but I don't know how you like to keep it. So keep it whatever you want. Bring bring the energy you got. Bring it in. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So check out Doug's offerings. We'll put them in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this, wherever you get your podcast, just check the info button and all of those links will be there. Before I let you go, Doug, I want to ask you one final question. And I ask all of my guests So I started this podcast because I wanted to create a place for people to go to, to feel supported, to feel seen, heard, and understood. And the idea is that we are radically loved and supported by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. There is an anchor point there. So how do you feel radically loved? I feel radically loved when I remind myself that other people's opinion of me does not affect my worthiness. Wow, that's powerful. It doesn't affect my value, that I'm infinitely loved, I'm infinitely valuable, regardless of what anyone else thinks, says, or does. Well, there you have it. Spoken like a true sage. Thank you so thank you so much. I look forward to continuing this conversation. And for all of you out there who are listening, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with a friend and let us know what you thought. Don't forget you're radically loved. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.